Back when I was a fairly new birder in Madison, Wisconsin in 1977, one of my dear friends found out how fascinated I was with baby birds, and he brought to a Madison Audubon meeting a wonderful monograph, The Juvenile Plumage and Post-Juvenile Molt in Several Species of Michigan Sparrows by George Mick Sutton of Cornell University. The bulletin had been published in 1930 as Bulletin Number 3 by the Cranbrook Institute of Science in Michigan. The information was detailed and interesting, but what made the monograph exceptional were Sutton's life-sized paintings of eight of the species. I'd never seen anything so charming. This was my friend's only copy, so no way could I ask to borrow it, but those lovely illustrations were seared into my mind's eye. The monograph said Dr. Sutton was at Cornell University, so I wrote him a fan letter in care of the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. I'd already read the Harris's Sparrow entry Sutton had written for Arthur Cleveland Bent's Life Histories of North American Birds, so I told him how much I'd enjoyed reading that and his monograph. I also wondered if he'd ever painted my favorite sparrow, LeConte Sparrow. But the bulk of my letter was pretty much my gushing over his baby sparrow drawings. I didn't really expect to hear back from him, and as it turns out, he had been based at the University of Oklahoma since the 1950s, but a couple of weeks later, after Cornell forwarded him my letter, he sent me a wonderful letter back, noting, Alas, I have never drawn a LeConte sparrow, certainly one of the most beautiful of the family. He mentioned some of the other juvenile birds he'd painted and actually sent me his personal copy of the Juvenile Sparrow monograph and a couple of other papers he'd done with Baby Sparrow illustrations. He said that they were his only copies and asked that I return them when I was done with them. This was in the days before it was easy to get color photocopies, but Russ found a place on campus to make copies of the illustrations for me. We framed four of them and hung them in our apartment. They were among the very first pictures we hung when we moved to our house on Peabody Street, too. We sent Sutton's work back to him by registered mail three days after it arrived. I couldn't bear the thought of anything happening to it. I still have his letter and the hand-addressed envelope it all came in. George Sutton was 79 when we had this limited correspondence. I never had the good fortune to meet him. He died just five years later in 1982. In 1991, I attended a joint meeting of the Wilson and Cooper Ornithological Societies in Norman, Oklahoma, where I presented a paper about the daytime warbler migration along Lake Superior, for which I was somehow lucky enough to be awarded the Francis F. Roberts Award, which included a wonderful thing, a copy of Sutton's beautiful Portraits of Mexican Birds. Receiving that was a genuine thrill. A couple of years later, at another ornithological meeting, I chanced upon a copy of Sutton's Baby Bird monograph at the used book sale. I, of course, snapped that up. 
1998, perhaps to mark the centennial of Sutton's birth, the University of Oklahoma Press published a new book, Baby Bird Portraits, Sutton's Watercolors, that are housed at the Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago. I put that on pre-order the moment I heard it was coming out. They used six of the eight paintings from Sutton's monograph. They also used a host of other species, including lesser prairie chickens and yellow-billed cuckoos. I've been thinking about Sutton a lot lately because the Oklahoma Birding Listserv was discussing a poem he had written that originally appeared in Audubon in 1985, three years after his death, titled Forever and Ever, Amen. It's a gorgeous poem with a lot of resonance for me. We've been asked if we use the poem to quote it in its entirety. That I'll do next time. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds. 85, three years after his death, titled Forever and Ever, Amen. It's a gorgeous poem with a lot of resonance for me. We've been asked if we use the poem to quote it in its entirety. That I'll do next time. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.